Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports Network and Belly Up Sports Network. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and part of the Adams family, Troy. And with me as always, he is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He's the Brian Kendrick to my Paul London. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? I get to be Spanky. Hell yeah. And I get to be the White Rabbit. I, I assume you don't know what I'm talking about with that. No. Yeah, it was some, I think it was something from Lucha Underground, whatever he was doing, some like Alice in Wonderland freaking gimmick. It was freaking weird, but right up that dude's alley. Ah, anyway, I, I have Jack's figures of them. Of course you do. <laughs> Starting the podcast off with a Jack's reference. And I'll tell you what, man, I had I, I don't know if I've ever seen the show in full before I booked it. Uh, I just kind of booked it on a whim because I was like, eh, it's an anniversary. But uh, I yeah. think I, I ordered it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, I've never seen the whole thing if I've seen any of it. But, man, it, like for something that I booked not for any, like, specific reason, just kind of booking it on a whim, this was pretty damn good, man. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and I, I I wouldn't call it like a forgotten classic per se, but I mean as as far as like um, especially pay per views that it's like you know when, when you think oh man this is gonna be a a big one you don't think no mercy usually, but yeah this uh this is well worth the watch so everybody out there after you're done listening yeah, to and, us, I, and I like to watch so damn straight from the bushes never never mind the red light all right that means the camera's off. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, but everybody out there, uh, yeah, after you're done listening to us, you know, make sure, you know, you you listen to the whole thing before you uh, you go to to Peacock. But definitely turn this one on. Give it a watch. If you've never seen it before, you're going to enjoy it. But, yeah, we'll uh, talk about all that. I actually there's not a ton of news and notes I got compiled today, but there's some interesting stuff. And there's one story in particular i just threw it on there because it's like oh man if this guy's in the news in any way shape or form we got to talk about it it's always a good so. sign hell yeah <laughs> uh you'll uh I, I i'm i'm sure you'll laugh or have some comments or maybe a little bit of both but yeah, everybody out there uh we are going to talk about it more in the upcoming break but uh you know we have a red bubble store and you guys need to go check that out like I said, we're going to talk about it in the break, but we have a new shirt this month since it's October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So 
go check that out. It'll be available all year round, but we have a special main event marks logo for the month. It's pink. It's got the uh, the awareness ribbon on it. I'm pretty proud of the logo myself, and you can get it on a ton of different merchandise. Don't break your arm. <laughs> hey, I got to bury Horowitz myself once in a while. <laughs> but Greg recently bought some uh, some of the podcast stickers and uh, he's been sh- uh, sharing them around. And I know we've gotten a few shirt orders from the uh, from the website, so. Go check that out. Support your favorite podcast. I got to tell you that the main event marks is also sponsored by Fanatics. If you want your officially licensed sports gear for your favorite players, teams or sports, definitely go check out Fanatics. Link is down in the podcast description. Let them know that the main event marks and the unhinged sports network sent you also. Uh, We would like to announce our sponsorship with Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS. That's all one word, MAINEVENTMARKS, for 15% off of your order. That link is also down in the podcast description. And uh, also, if you are listening on the podcast feed, thank you. Whichever uh, device you are using, whichever uh, platform you are on, please subscribe and uh, leave a review. We would definitely love that. Spread the word about your favorite retro wrestling podcast all over the place. But we also play live on Unhinged Radio. You can check us out. Every single Wednesday, we go live with a brand new episode at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And then the replay is right after at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. We also have replays on Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That is on unhingedsn.airtime.pro. Check us out. It's free internet radio. We play live, baby. Unhingedsn.airtime.pro. All right, and now we're going to get into our actual break. And when we come back, we're going to dive headfirst into all the news and notes from October and late September of 2006, right after this. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Get all the best podcast swag from the Main Event Marks. Our merch shop offers custom graphics, including the podcast logo, on hats, shirts, masks, greeting cards, and more. There are tons of new designs with more dropping all the time. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks to grab your podcast merch today and become an official Main Event Mark. That's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. And we're back. Real quick, I want to tell you that Yeats aims to provide the most unique and high quality sunglasses on the market at an unbeatable price. They're built from the latest manufacturing techniques. Yeats shades are made for comfort, durability, and big Yeat moments. And on top of that, a percentage of all the profits go towards beach cleanups and other community outreach programs. No matter your style, their shades are here to help you chase your vision. Go to yeatsofficial.com and use that promo code BELLYUPPOD to save 10% at checkout. That's yeatsofficial, Y-E-E-T-Z, official.com, and put in that promo code BELLYUPPOD. That's B-E-L-L-Y-U-P-P-O-D to save yourself 10% at checkout. The first story here, uh, it's it's not starting off with death, but it is sad. Uh, William, William Moody, a.k.a. Paul Bearer's wife, Diana, is once again battling cancer. She didn't die around this time. She hung on. She hung in there for a few more years. She ended up passing away in 2009. That's horrible. Yeah. And from what I heard, you know, from uh, I think it was Bruce Pritchard talking about it. He said that, you know, just really broke Paul Bearer after that. He didn't really want to do a whole lot after his wife passed. And when, when was it that he passed away? Was it 2000? Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, because that was the whole build-up to Punk Undertaker WrestleMania, so. Right, yeah, so. Yeah, so he hung in there for for a few more years after his wife passed away, but, yeah. He'd even be back on WWE TV a couple times for that. (laughs) Was that when they kept killing him repeatedly? Yep. That was so weird. Didn't he get like stuffed down you a manhole? You killed Paul, you bastards! <laughs> wow. Uh, the manhole was way earlier. That was ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine, something like that. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe even two thousand. I know he got stuffed in a freezer. Uh, kind of. I well, technically, s- twice. I want to say it was ninety nine because that was when he was with the ministry. Oh, okay. And there was the, uh, there was a time where, like. Edge put it like strapped him in a wheelchair or whatever, and Kane thought it was fake and like threw him down a stairwell or something like that. Yep. Oh my gosh. Kill his own father, man. What a sick bastard. Yeah, right. Well, he truly is the devil's favorite libertarian. Anyway, uh, you probably remember this movie. The Rock is starring or starting filming for his next movie called The Game Plan. The Rock plays the role of Joe Kingman. And the film is about an NFL quarterback living the bachelor lifestyle that discovers that he has a seven-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. You ever see that one? I did, yeah. yeah. It's on actually, Disney Plus, actually. Oh, yeah. that's I, I forget about it every once in a while, but uh, honestly, that was one of my favorite rock. We got a lot uh, of crap. I don't know why, but... Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I mean, I thought it was way better than, uh, I don't know, the Tooth Fairy. Never seen that. Never plan on it. <laughs> I I I seriously only watched it because Rock was in it, and I was uh, I was like, ah, eh, it might be funny. And I get to the end, and I'm like, holy god, that that sucked. <laughs> That's one of the rare stinkers from The Rock. Uh, this is the one. 
<laughs> wanted to hear your comments on. Oi. Uh, Marty Janetti issued the following statement online. Oh, good God. Told you, man. <laughs> Quote, well, yeah, before you even start, you know what he's been saying lately? Man? Have you seen this stuff? No. Is he back in the news? He said something about being the only white guy in a black club will get you killed or something like that. And oh, my gosh. He just uh, – what's wrong with this dude? Like, I don't know. If, if anybody's <laughs> keeping track – I want to give you a clever answer, but I don't know. If anybody's keeping track, he uh, he asked if – you know he said, well, this girl that I'm dating, come to find out she may be my daughter. We don't know yet. We're taking a DNA test, but is it wrong for me to sleep with her? <laughs> So that was one thing. This sounds like a horrible comedy or something. It's like Joe Dirt, where he's banging his sister, and then he finds out it's not his sister, and then they don't want to do it anymore. Like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and then there was the time where he said he got touched by a guy behind a bowling alley, and then he killed him and dumped his body in the river. And there's a bunch of other racist stuff worked in there. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, come to find out because they actually did investigate and they're like, well, there's no records of anybody like in that area disappearing around that time or any bodies being found or anything. They're like, so this stuff doesn't line up. So he's full of crap. I don't know why you I joke would, about that. I would think that if like that happened, yes, there'd be a missing persons report at least. Yeah. Uh I don't know. They apparently they they dug into it because they weren't just going to let that go, and uh, well, it was nothing. So I heard Sean Waltman like on, on his podcast the same was like, yeah, this guy's kind of gone a little loony. I'm like, wow, if Waltman's calling you out, man, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, and Waltman was the one who supposedly blew his brains out with drugs, man. <laughs> so like, when he's more like with it, like, dang. But here's what he had to say on online. He said, well, according to Meltzer's, quote, always so accurate, pfft, he actually put PFFFT. So, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Wrestling Observer, I just got fired again and this time for not returning a phone call. LOL. How lame. What will they think of next? Damn. Don't want their writers. Uh, don't their writers got any imagination? Hey, Meltzer, call me, bro. I give you much better stories than you or your guys are coming up with. Hell, Mustafa could dream up better stuff. She it. I I don't know what the reference to Mustafa was, but uh, P.S. <laughs> just think how stupid this one is. I've trained and busted my ass two Z's, not S's, harder than anyone can imagine trying to make it back home. And I finally make it. And then I'm not going to return a phone call. Shut up, stupids. End quote. Can <laughs> uh, well, we give some credit for keeping it clean? Um, a bit, yeah. You know, I wish he was clean. Well, he did, say, problem there, but, um, he did say she it. So, I mean. Maybe he meant like, you know, she's the one. She it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I'm trying to defend him, but. This looks like it was written uh, by like a teenager. I, teenager, you're giving him way too cr- much credit for that. Yeah, uh, I know. I just, I don't know. It really hurts my heart because I was a huge fan of the Rockers when I was a kid. Like, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, damn, man. Like, I can't. It's like, what dude, how to say? But damn, dude. Did they not gimmick that barbershop window? <laughs> or they just, did some pieces still got into him? I don't know. But it's like Iron Man where he's got the stuff, you know, he's trying to stop the stuff from going to his heart. He's trying to stop glass from going to his brain. Wow. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I just I hate laughing at at him because at this point he may like be mentally disabled or something. It's not funny, you know? It's like Ah, uh, yeah. It's I just like there's something odd there. Like, yeah, you, know, you don't. We're not even making people. It, it's out there. Go look. You know? We'll say we'll None save the dr- funny, but well, we'll save the drunk southerner jokes for you know some other time. Yeah, right. <sighs> but uh, anyway, moving on here. A local commercial Keep in Cincinnati. Here. <laughs> local commercial in Cincinnati aired earlier for the upcoming Cyber Sunday pay per view. Boy, were those awesome. Uh, it asked what it would be like to decide the matches and the wrestlers. Uh, the commercial then at, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Damn. I hate a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. The commercial then announced that the main event will be or will feature ECW champion The Big Show versus WWE champion John Cena versus whoever the world's heavyweight champion will be. Yeah, Don't that, know if that ever happened. Say it again. Uh, Big Show versus Cena versus the world champion from SmackDown. It would end up being Booker T. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah, spoilers. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Oops. So, that's good. They didn't blow it with via local advertising. I remember yeah. for No Way Out 2004, because um, I, I was in San Francisco, I went to that. And local nice. advertising... Before the actual Royal Rumble even took place, said that you'll see Brock Lesnar defend against Eddie Guerrero. Now, uh, wow. that meant we knew Brock was going to beat Bob Hawley, which, you know, was shocker. We knew that. But then no. we knew Eddie was going <laughs> to win the Royal Rumble. But then there was a SmackDown Royal Rumble. And we're like, oh, OK, Eddie's going to win this probably. Because they said it. Yeah. It's nice to see they learned their lesson from that. Right. Yeah, because I've seen uh, I've seen local ad- advertisement do that multiple times where, you know, there will be a world's heavyweight championship ma- or or there will be a WWE title match closing the show on a raw. And then the local advertisements will be like and then after the show, WWE champion, whoever holds it, will be taken on so and so like, well, I know it's, you know, card subject to change so they could, you know, use that excuse. It's like, well, whoever wins the main event will will actually be in the dark match afterwards. But whatever. Uh, I haven't seen them quite as bad as the one you described, though. That's like, how do you how do you do that? They spoil like four things within that one thing right there. So, yeah, right. Uh, well, WWE released both Kid Cash and Just Incredible this week. It appears. Oh, no. It appears that Cash could not improve his attitude as he has been known in the past for being very negative in the locker room in both TNA and the original ECW. The word in the current WWE locker room is that Cash has not changed and is not very well liked at all. Just Incredible could not get his act together with WWE management. According to several sources, Credible has poor communication with company officials and even missed a show. Well, you know, if somebody's going to big dog you, it's going to be just incredible. 
Right. Oh, uh, man. Well, he couldn't make the show, man. He was, uh, you know, busy doing his managerial duties at TGI Fridays. That's a real story. <laughs> right. Um, I remember when uh, Kid Cash, like, quote, debuted at the original One Night Stand. Yeah. I remember Joey Styles called him Mr. TNA. Total nonstop attitude. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> Like, well, uh, I mean, was he spot on with that attitude part? Uh, apparently. I didn't know he was an a-hole, but, yeah, I don't know. He, he's uh, just incredible. He's, not, he's one of the coolest dudes ever. I mean, we, we met him outside of a WrestleCon in New York, and him and uh, Spanky, were they were both there, and they were both really cool. It's a weird duo. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Kid Cash, Don't though. question it. <laughs> I mean, I guess if your whole gimmick is I somewhat resemble Kid Rock, I mean, you're probably going to be. Wasn't this uh, he had cut his hair and he was in the pit bulls yeah. with uh, Jamie Noble, right? Was it around this time? I couldn't remember if it was I before. Think so, yeah, because I was trying to figure out if he came back is the pit bulls. OK, I, re- I remember when they came out, I was like, all right, so they're reusing the name like it seems kind of random, but. Eh, whatever. I don't know. I I kind of dug the team. I thought they worked well together. But seeing Jamie Noble gnaw on the bottom rope was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the original Pitbulls were like two big, like muscle dudes, whereas these guys were cruiserweights. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Uh. Anyway, up next. Here, uh, it is rumored that Lita is leaving WWE after the after the Survivor Series pay per view. Lita's band, the Lucha Gores, continue to perform at various events. Uh, that would happen. Okay, was it Survivor Series? Because uh, yeah, I remember she loses to Mickey James. I want to say was that. Yeah. Now in the archives, I believe. I want to say. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I remember we talked about it in, like, the greatest Survivor Series team ever was DX, yep. the Hardys, and CM Punk. I'm like, you yeah, literally can't get a better team than that. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they had a clean sweep. Yeah, back in the archives, everybody. I forgot, last November we we covered it. So, uh, the Lucha Gores, I'd, I'd heard of that. I'd, I'd seen her wear T-shirts. I thought it was... I didn't know it was a band, though. I thought it was just like a brand of hers. Ever tell anybody on this podcast when I served her coffee like four or five times a month? <laughs> wow, really? She came in that? I thought it was just a one time. Oh, yeah. She used to come all the time. And, just, you know, it, it was in the morning because uh, uh, I worked at the Twitter building. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, so was she the Rachel to your Gunther? Kind of. Not that <laughs> creepy, but, you know, creepy enough. You're just like behind her. <laughs> You're just like standing behind her, like staring at her, like cleaning a cup. And yep. then and she mentions something about her boyfriend and you just like get real sad and walk away. She said she lived in the Mission District, which is not too far. So it makes sense. Oh, OK. Uh, well, I remember like, one time she came in and just said Amy on there. I called her name out. And she walks up to the thing went, oh, crap. I'm like, oh, it's like, <laughs> I didn't get all fanboy on her, though. I didn't really mention anything to her until there's nobody else around. Because, like, when there's customers around, you know, I even yeah. felt weird talking to Dorsey, even though everyone there knew him. But, like, 
right. going to carry the conversation when there's 100 people in the store. So, Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure she appreciated not being, you know, pointed out. It's like, you're Lita! <laughs> you know who this is? Everyone asked her for an autograph. She I had one. sex oh. on TV. Or not a napkin, a, a business card with their uh, autograph on it. Oh, nice. Uh, well, here's uh, the surprise story of the podcast. Rey Mysterio is scheduled for knee surgery in about two weeks. This is the one time he's been hurt, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we uh, Greg and I got told one time, oh, Rey Mysterio's only been hurt once. And we're like, uh, this month? <laughs> Today? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, he... Uh, He's been hurt so many friggin' times. Tell me when but, he's not hurt. That's what I'll be surprised. But I feel like that got out going into this pay-per-view, so I knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Which, well, we'll get into it with the match, but it's like you figure it would have went the other way. But whatever. Uh, keeping on with uh, Hispanics in WWE, Carlos Colon visited WWE on September 11th to talk about WWC in Puerto Rico becoming a developmental territory. That never happened. Uh, and inquire about WWE hiring Carlito's brother, Eddie Colon, which did happen. Did we eat next to him in, in uh, David Buster's? Busters? Yep. Yep. Uh, for those that don't know who Eddie is, he is uh, primo. Yeah, for, uh, formerly one of the uh, Los Matadors, which he's no, most known for. I have, uh, you know, oh yeah, and I have Mattel figures of him. <laughs> Why? Why not? That is the question. That's a better question. Yeah, right. Uh, their cousin was Orlando Colon, a.k.a. Uh, Epico, was that it? Yeah. Okay. So that uh, that came a little bit later. Uh, WWE sent Jim Neidhart's daughter, Natty Neidhart, Afa the Wild Samoan's son, Afa Jr., and Stampede Reg- Wrestling regular TJ Wilson to Deep South Wrestling. They'll be training and be evaluated for potential WWE developmental contracts. That happens. All of it. Yep. Uh, Afa Jr. doesn't last very long. Was that um, my new? Yep. Okay. I like how Sika's son becomes, like, the guy in WWE, and Afa's son gets fired after, like, yeah, Uh, and then Afa's son gets fired within, like, what, six months at most? Do you remember why? Uh, I heard he was just, like, an a-hole. I think I read something about he had to take a random pee test, and he snuck like a... This is going to get a little graphic. I believe it was like a <laughs> fake penis, I want to say, filled with piss what? In there and he loaded it up. I don't know if that's oh true, my but gosh. that's what I heard. <laughs> I've heard of people doing that with condoms, but holy crap. That's And that's disgusting, too. That's a real story, but, folks. Yeah. I think. I don't. I mean, allegedly. Um. <laughs> and the thing is, he never did anything after this. Like, he got fired from WWE. And he's gone forever, bro. Well, he was with, um, what do they call them? Uh, the Orton Legacy? Group. Yeah, Legacy. And he just looks like, just like, why are you in this group? He just didn't fit. Yeah. Go back and look at it. Like, why are you here? Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's, well, because you got Ted DiBiase Jr. All the other guys have a great look, and this guy just still like a sore thumb. 
Like, yeah. It should have been like a Umaga style thing, but. Right. Yeah. He uh, he did not look like Roman Reigns. So I'm assuming that, uh, you know, Roman gets his looks from his mom's side of the family, I guess, because the Wild Samoans, well, look like the Wild Samoans. So. Wow. <laughs> uh, Natty Neidhart, a.k.a. Natalia, she's still there. And uh, TJ Wilson, I mean, he's still there, too. He he was um, Tyson Kidd. He's a, in the backstage area. Uh, apparently, he's very active in the backstage. Uh, Seth Rollins talked about him on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, about- speaking of that, I loved when he uh, shut down Meltzer, by the way, for another one of his stories. I love that. Uh, which one was that? Where they said that him and Brock, he said... Meltzer said him and Brock open WrestleMania 35 because Brock wanted to get out of there ASAP. And really, oh, okay. he was just doing it so they didn't take away from the women's match. But whatever uh, makes a good story, Dave. Oh, uh, well, well, somebody told Dave, OK, like he's got inside sources, man. Yeah. I want to fire them. I did like the fact that, uh, that it was funny where. Uh, Rollins said that T.J. Wilson had told him back from strangling Vince after Helena's <laughs> help. And he said him and Vince just glared at each other and Vince just got up and left. I'll always be honored. I can say it was at Dave Meltzer's worst match of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, well, it, and I guess Bray Wyatt came out on, on Twitter after that, and he said, wait till you hear my reaction to the match. That's like yep, nothing juicier, like talking about it two years later, man. Whew. Yeah. Well, in his defense, I don't think he could really say anything while he was working for WWE, at least not with his the gimmick he was pulling. But you uh, clearly don't follow him on Twitter. Yes, he could have. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I like I know uh, maybe about it. He, he could have. I liked because uh, uh, Brian Last uh, was talking about it on Jim. Uh, the great Jim, Brian Last. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was talking about it on Jim Cornette's podcast. He's like, yeah, man, I can't wait to hear that post WWE interview. And it's like, uh, how do you feel about your gimmick being taken away and given to a girl? And then you take it off TV. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody else who was creepy. The Boogeyman, a.k.a. Marty Wright, has been re-signed by WWE. He will be training at Booker T's school in Houston and feud with Booker T. Oh, Would that be 23? Uh, no, that was 22. That already happened. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. he must have left and came yeah. back. So so they got rid of him and then brought him back, but only if he took more training. The only nice. thing I remember him doing after, like, after WrestleMania 22 with Booker was, like, the thing with Donald Trump in his locker room at 23. I really don't remember anything else. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he did after, like, when they hired him back. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know. I he, he was never good. I'll just say that. I do have a Jax figure of him, though. Of course you do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You'd be stupid not to. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, WWE developmental... Diva Chantel Taylor is set to work the ECW house shows this weekend. It didn't work out for her in WWE, but she would go on to become Taylor Wilde in TNA. She's now back with Impact, by the way. Yeah, I had heard something about that. I'll tell you what, man. She uh, she makes my heart go pitter-patter, so I've always had a thing for her. <laughs> I'll roll I, high. She looks. Right. 
I got upset when she left TNA the first time. I was like, what the hell? Like, they Did she go to like back to school and be a journalist or something. Yeah. How dare know. she? Well, I wonder. It's like, uh, did it work, not work out because you are now back in impact? Oh, it's been several years. Maybe it did work out. And she got her doctorate or something. Yeah, that could be that, too. Uh, WWE made a pitch to land the services of Bob Sapp, but nothing came of it. Thank God. Ooh. Right. Hey, what do you mean, man? He's huge in Japan. He's huge everywhere, but. Yeah, right. Well, I don't, why would it, they want him? I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I, Cause they want, they want a really big hulking dude to cry on. Cause TV. they already got, I, what's his name? Uh, great Collie, you know, yeah. giant who can't wrestle. Hey, I, you know, put them two in the ring together, man. Oh, asses and seats. I hate balls on the freaking television, dude. Damn straight. Take my money. Uh, Vince and, Ste- and uh, Stephanie McMahon have decided to go full steam with DX, and despite complaints that DX has run its course, WWE has no plans to drop it. Regarding new members, McMahon is interested in bringing back the Road Dog and Billy Gunn earlier this summer, or was interested, rather. McMahon and Triple H hadn't heard the interviews where the TNA duo ripped on Triple H, and when McMahon and Triple H found out about it, they decided not to pursue the New Age Outlaws. Triple H had been in. Well, they really work. didn't watch Impact. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, Triple H had been in favor of bringing back James and Gunn. But when Triple H found out what had been said, he stated that he'd punch out Gunn if he ever saw him again. I'll well, be, they'll be over that. Yeah, They'll get over it. They'll go in the Hall of Fame together. All that good stuff. So, yeah, as we get another tag title run too. Yeah, right. Uh, I made sure to buy their two pack when they came back to WWE. By the way, because all I had is Jax figures of them from like the late '90s, and those suck. There's new targets coming for them too. Target exclusive switch. I can't wait for. Oh, really? Yep. Is it the? Uh, I, I assume it's their Attitude Era look, right? It's. The night they invaded uh, WCW. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, well, speaking of Jax, uh, Jax Pacific is very close to signing Honky Tonk Man on for a classic superstars action figure. They did. Who hey, cares? Man. Hey, he hates WWE until they're willing to give him money. And then all of a sudden it's, hey, man, that's a, that's a great company you got there. <laughs> I love how he stands by his principles, unless there's money involved. And then it's, you know, all for himself. Yeah, but we're going to say that about many people. Yeah, that's true. Honky Tonk Man is a whore. He's a wrestling whore. Definitely. Uh, On Bite This, Vince McMahon said that losing Kurt Angle was a big hit for the company. He said that Angle was very competitive, but it's that competitive streak that will be his demise in the business. McMahon said that he pushes his body far beyond his uh, what his body can sustain. He said the angle has suffered many permanent injuries in his neck and is uh, no better since 1996. He said, quote, his neck has constantly deteriorated since then. You can't go at a pace Kurt Angle goes and not get hurt every night, end quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Go back I'll and look at him in Impact, by the way, man. It's disgusting how sickly skinny he is. I didn't realize it. Yeah, he got pretty thin there for a little while. He had some awesome freaking matches there, though. I, I'm I'm glad he got cleaned up and everything. I will say I was just beyond shocked when I found out WWE released him and then he popped up in TNA. I was like, whoa. Like, that was the first big signing that, that TNA had done that actually, like, shocked the hell out of me. Because... I mean, Kurt was a huge name in WWE for years and years and years. And I, as much well, as I love... Really not enough. Yeah. Well, Vince McMahon always said... He said uh, he fired him, like, for his own good. Because he said he wanted to get him off the road and kind of push him to go get help. And the only thing he did was go down to Florida. So, something tells me... easy to get down there or something? <laughs> Well, something tells me he didn't get help there for the longest time. Oh, he got a divorce and yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it all worked it's out. Good now. He got cleaned up. Yeah. Got cleaned up, married a new woman, and he's got a good life now. But uh, in Alex Marvez's recent column, you know, Officer Bar Brady. Hell yes. Uh, UFC president Dana White commented that if Kurt Angle was actually serious about fighting in MMA, it wouldn't be with the Ultimate Fighting Championship. White said, quote, I wouldn't hire someone who is doing both. I would never blow that line. You're either a fighter or an actor. Well, nice to know that he sticks to his word. Well, the Brock thing was a one-time thing for 200, though, to be fair. Yeah, but he just... You ever notice when Dana White, like, draws a line in the sand, he almost always blows past that line? Hell yeah, women will never be in MMA. And then he saw Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yep. Yeah, women will never fight uh, in, in MMA. There was, uh, wasn't there a couple other people where he's like, they will never fight here, and then he hired them anyway? I think, I, well, I want to say Vandalay Silva. I want to say when he brought back Tito Ortiz. Um, didn't he draw yeah, a line about CM Punk, too? Where he's like, yeah, he's not going to fight in the UFC, and then... He ended up bringing him in when he saw dollar signs. No, I don't think so. Because, like, right when I saw him, I never even knew he was going. I mean, Mm. I didn't see it, but. Eh. Yeah, there there were other things, though. I I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, it's uh, kind of funny to to see that. Uh, TNA returns live to Orlando, Florida on Monday night at Universal Orlando Resort for the Impact. For the Impact on Spike TV tapings, the event will feature the TNA debut of Kurt Angle and will be the final tapings before the Sunday, October 22nd, Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Was it Bound for Glory? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He debuts at Genesis. That's right. In the ring. Right. Yeah, I remember that one where they brought him out and he, I think he announced that he was going to be the special guest enforcer at Bound for Glory that night, didn't he? Yeah, for staying in Jarrett. Yep. Uh, that's coming up in two weeks, by the way. We're, we're reviewing that show, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Kevin Nash has agreed to a new contract with TNA. He will be appearing at this week's Impact tapings. He does. Isn't this when he does the, uh, the X Division stuff? Yes, with Paparazzi Productions. Yeah. 
I don't care what anyone says. That was money, man. I love that. It was gold. I love how he gave, like, um, he was working with all the X Division guys, and he gave Jay in Lethal the division he cr- in the in division he created. Oh, well, of course. And he gave, uh, he officially gave Jay Lethal the Black Machismo character, and then he kept trying to come up with something for Sanjay Dutt. And he just kept dressing him up in all of his old gimmicks. <laughs> like he showed up once dressed like Oz. Once he was Diesel. I think once he was like um, Vinny Vegas. Like what the hell, man? <laughs> oh, uh, man. I and forgot then, about that. And then finally they decided on the guru. So, you know, because Indian got to be guru, right? I don't know. If to me, it got to work, though. It was cool for a while. Uh, and then he like he almost like uh, he became the heel after like he was he was a heel, but kind of acted like a baby face in some ways. And he kept going back and forth. And then finally he went full heel against Black Machismo. Over SoCal Val. Yeah, right. She a hey, she was his Elizabeth. Yeah, and Abyss was his Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, I freaking love that where Andre grabbed him and starts to throw him against the uh, like uh, throw him across the room, and he's like, "No, Andre, no!" <laughs> like what? <laughs> and uh, and when Black Machismo came into Hulk Hogan's locker room and he had to do the the Mega Powers, he's like, "Lock it in, man!" with the handshake. And Hulk Hogan was like, "I'll go get my banana hammock." <laughs> <laughs> That was classic, man. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, since William That's the Jason... DNA of that miss. Oh, I know. I loved all that goofy crap. Uh, since William Jason Riso, a.k.a. Christian Cage, never responded or filed for a time extension to claims for um, from World Wrestling Entertainment over the Captain Charisma name, the USPTO website is reporting that a notice of default has been entered against Riso and that he has 30 days from October 6th to give a reason why the notice should not be entered. With regard to the name, it was created while Christian was working for WWE and therefore became the intellectual property of the company due to the terms of the contract that he had. Yeah, I don't, did he ever go by Captain Charisma in TNA? In TNA? Yeah. Uh, for, when he first started, but... Yeah. He never really so, went by it anywhere, if you think about it. They just said it. Well, that was his nickname in WWE, so he always... Yeah, but they just kind of just said it, though, but... Well, yeah, but, yeah, because that was, I mean, that's how he referred to himself and all that, but I guess he couldn't use the name in WWE, or uh, TNA. So that must be why he switched it to the Instant Classic. And then, at first, he started out with, because uh, that's how I roll, and then it was, and if you don't know... Now you know. Yeah, I think you just I think you just popped on a Snoop Dogg album and just started stealing stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm wondering if if uh, they called trademark on that's how I roll for WWE. I don't know. Either way, uh, last story I got here: PW Insider is reporting that although some reshoots will be done for some non-wrestling material for the upcoming Wrestling Society X TV tapings this oh, November. Oh God. All in-ring wrestling will be shot with a, quote, live-to-tape format. As noted earlier, WSX will be filming new 30-minute episodes, possibly 10 to 13 in all, during the week of November 10th through the 17th in California. 
The original WSX pilot was or that was shot earlier this year was in Los Angeles and will likely end up being the first episode of the new weekly series. I forgot. <sighs> Live to tape. Yeah. They had no editing done whatsoever. Those explosions were real. <laughs> See, it wasn't X-Pac on there and Teddy yep. Hart. Yep. Pyro uh, was on there. Jack Evans, Judas Macias. Uh, yeah, they had. Uh, oh, and uh, Jesus. I can't remember what he was called in WSX, though. But was he allowed to be Samoan there or Tongan? No, you're thinking of uh, crap. The dude with Hunico. Can't remember what his name. So was. No, no, was. no, Jesus was that dude with um, uh, Carlito. Oh, the dude that stabbed Cena. Yes. Huh. <laughs> it's the only thing he's known for. Oh, man. Yeah, he uh, he was there for a bit. That was a thing. If anybody goes back and, like, is curious to watch WSX. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I think this was like, I don't know, this may have birthed the baby that became Lucha Underground. But it was a lot worse. I'll just say that. And Lucha Underground was pretty goofy in its own right. So, but all right, man. That's How all can the this news. get worse? Well, let me show you. Yeah, right. Everything explodes, including the stunt granny in the front row. <laughs> I like how it's like something would randomly explode, and the camera would shake, and then the commentator would be like, "Ah!" Who like, are the commentators? Two no names. Like I don't even remember who the hell they were. I don't think they ever did anything before or since this. <sighs> Whatever. Oh, the same guy's calling GCW now. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it earned Sean Waltman and Vampiro some paydays. So that's something, I guess. And it it, it helped pay for uh, some of Teddy Hart's legal fees. So there you go. And bail. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I wonder if we can. I wonder what the status is on uh, if Teddy Hart's in jail. Today, anybody probably does, no. Wait, get back to me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. If anybody doesn't know what we're referring to, there's actually a Twitter account dedicated to if if I think it's just called is Teddy Hart in jail and every day <laughs> and every day they tweet no. And then the last time he got arrested, they they tweeted breaking news. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dude, so that's so up. messed up and funny. It is. In a sad way. It's kind of like Sonny. I don't know why, like, I'm surprised nobody's made a is Sonny in jail Twitter account. That one, Uh, though, would be mostly yes. Breaking news, no. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Be the other way. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's the end of the news and notes uh, I got. We'll take a commercial break. When we come back. We're going to dive headfirst into No Mercy 2006 from October of 2006, right after this. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was 
Oh, we share the room. Share the room. For we right? share the room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we are back. And we're back. It's WWE No Mercy 2006 took place October 8th, 06. From Just the got RB- this finished last night, by the way, so it's fresh on my brain. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I watched a couple days ago, and then uh, I've already watched next week's episode or then or next week's show, and uh, well, it was something. But we'll get into that uh, later on. But this took place at the RBC Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, for an attendance of nine thousand, and one hundred ninety-seven thousand people bought this on pay-per-view. I think you just said you were one of them. How many people? 197,000. Not too bad. Considering it's a brand exclusive pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, those didn't always do super well. The opening video shows King Booker and his royal crew. I can't remember what he called them. Uh, They've been screwing over Batista and Bobby Lashley whenever they went for his world title. SmackDown general manager Teddy Long finally put Finley, who's part of Booker's crew, in the Fatal 4-Way world title match. And Finley told Booker that he refused to lay down for him. So that's coming up in the main event. But we I forgot how here. freaking hot Finley was in O2, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a Jax figure, Finley. I... I didn't watch a lot of his stuff in WCW, and what I did see, I was like, nah, he's a prelim wrestler, whatever. So when he came into WWE, I was like, wow, why? Like they're giving him the the star treatment, and I was like, why? But then he came in, and he's damn good, man. Still had it. But the opening match we had, and they give him hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the opening match was uh, Matt Hardy versus Gregory Helms. This was a non-title grudge match between these two. Gregory Helms was the current reigning cruiserweight champion. This one went about 13 minutes. Current reigning and not defending. <laughs> right. Uh, what is this, WCW? 
Uh, they're both was, uh, from home, by the or they're home, by the way, right? Or close yeah, to? they both yeah they both have home field advantage on this one. But yeah, because they kept pointing it out during the match that Helms was being booed by his hometown crowd, but Matt Hardy was getting a hero's welcome. But this one was built up as a friendly rivalry gotten personal since these two have been friends since they were teenagers. Helms refuses to put his cruiserweight title on the line against Hardy. Uh, in the end, Hardy hit a twist of fate for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I actually gave it three as well. This was I a it. lot better. I, I don't know if I can say it's better than I expected, because I expected these two to have a good match. And during this time, I mean, I've always been a fan of Gregory or Shane or whatever the hell, Helms. Hurricane. Uh, yeah. Sugar Shane. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been a fan of his. But this, when he was doing the Gregory Helms stuff, uh, at first I hated it because I loved the Hurricane. But then it grew on me. I'm like, damn, he's so freaking good. And now he's actually like wrestling and not just doing comedy stuff. I honestly loved his run as a cruiserweight champion. So it was like a year long. Yeah, it went on for freaking ever because they kept putting over. They said, well, he's the longest reigning uh, champion in WWE. So. But backstage, I want to say he won it at No Way Out of six. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the exact. So somebody hit us up on social media or, well, I'll just look it up after the show. But either way, backstage, uh, Queen Charmel is talking with King Booker before Sir William Regal comes in. Booker tells him that his services are needed now more than ever as three fire breathing dragons are coming after his title. Regal says that he's willing to do anything. And Booker says that Regal must find Finley and convince him to lay down for him tonight. Uh, Regal says that he won't let Booker down, and he takes off to find Finley. Up next, we get one of my favorite tag teams. It's Paul London and Brian Kendrick with Ashley Massaro in their corner. They're defending the WWE tag team titles against Casey James and Idol Stevens with Michelle McCool in their corner. This went about nine and a half minutes. I saw them come out. I completely forgot Damien Sandow did this. Uh, I I remembered, but when they came out, I was just like, first thing, I was like, wonder what the hell happened to Casey James. And then the second thing that ran through my mind was I was like, ah, I f- forgot that it was like during this time that this team was a thing. Yep. They didn't last very long. And... They put him with Michelle McCool. This, this may have been like one of their last matches, honestly. Yeah, and they were good. I mean, they were they were green, but you know they were still pretty good, in my opinion. And I don't know why they put him with Michelle McCool. I guess just because she needed something to do. I I don't know. But during the match, uh, Michelle McCool gets involved a few times, and near the end, Ashley takes her out. Kendrick hits sliced bread on James. London hits a shooting star off of Kendrick's back, and then they pin James for the win. Uncle Dave gives this three and a half stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three as well. This is another damn good match, man. It felt like it was not supposed to be this good. Yeah, right. Yeah, London and Kendrick were damn good. Uh, Like I said, um, I I forgot that, you know, James and Stevens were as good as they were. 
Uh, I thought the, the Ashley pairing with London and Kendrick was pretty good. What do you think of that? I thought it was random, but it worked. Yeah, it worked in the end. And hey, man, any time I can see more of Ashley Massaro, I'm down. Uh, but in the back now, William Regal is asking people if they've seen Finley. Regal describes Finley as smelling like Guinness, which I popped for. <laughs> oh, man. I see he then, wasn't wrong. Uh, nope. Uh, he then sees Vito in a dress and women's shoes skipping rope. Regal then asked what he's doing, and he said, you're sweating like Vince McMahon in a church. <laughs> uh, Regal then says that he'll show Vito how to properly skip rope. And then Vito pulls his dress up to wipe his face off, revealing a thong. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking they were going to blur that, but. Oh, well, you can't blur that, man. Kind of let it hang out. Uh, There's this low key big hog. Do you remember it was it was Paul Birchall that revealed he he saw Vito wearing the dress? Oh, I forgot about that. Good Lord. We got the pirate. The dress guy and the proper wow. Brit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Regal says that Vito disgusts him. Then he turns around and falls into a cart full of nachos, cheese, and salsa. Uh, Regal then because takes, every pay per view, Regal must do something stupid or funny. Yep. And uh, Regal then takes like five minutes to flop around in it, getting all good and messy. Just, it's like comedically over the top and I don't know. It's like how much like goofy crap with William Regal can you jam into one segment, dude? But up next, Theodore Long dances his way to the ring. There's a giant present in the ring surrounded by balloons. Uh, Long says that he wants the audience to help him wish a happy 26th birthday to the undefeated Miz. I forgot how annoying and stupid The Miz used to be. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah, right. Uh, I did pop when JBL said that The Miz has his, quote, Terry Taylor starter kit because of his <laughs> faux hawk. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Teddy says that he noticed that The Miz has been hitting on a certain diva, and he brings out Layla. Layla then sits The Miz in a chair and gives him a lap dance in her lingerie. I wasn't complaining. Uh, she then puts a blindfold on the Miz, who acts like a complete nerd, and reveals what's in the giant box. Big Dick Johnson. A real and, you know, name. And he came out of the box, man, so you know he's over. <laughs> Big Dick is over. <laughs> he And now he gives Miz a lap dance as the Miz is getting all into it, smacking his ass and rubbing him all over. And then finally, the Miz realizes that something is up when he grabs Johnson's man boobs. Oh, my gosh. And the Miz finally rips off the blind. He didn't grab Johnson's Johnson. Yeah, right. Uh, Miz finally rips off the blindfold and gets grossed out as he runs up the ramp, leaving Layla and Johnson to dance and oil each other up in the ring together. What the hell, man? He didn't know something was up when he heard that music, by the way. That's his song. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah and why is this why, why is this on pay-per-view why is this happening just why is this uh, oh someone got hurt and a match got pulled i don't know 
Uh, you know for a fact Vince McMahon was sitting in the back just laughing his ass off. Ha ha! God dang it, pal. He's short, fat, and oiled up. Look at that man ass. Of all the features on him, the ass is not the one. <laughs> God dang it, look at his jiggly junk. There it is. <laughs> Uh, before the next match, MVP comes out for his debut or his uh, debut, as debut. as uh, Riddle call it. Yes, he had a successful debut, uh, and he grabs a microphone and says that he's the greatest athlete of all time. Meanwhile, JBL's burying him on commentary, saying that he's dressed like a Power Ranger and a Bud Light can and everything else. But MVP, well, he kind of was. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. MVP brings out Marty Garner. This one went two and a half minutes. MVP toys with Garner for a while until he hits the playmaker for the win. Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I gave it a star. What say you? Gave it a star because I had to, but. If anybody's wondering who the hell is Marty Garner, keep wondering. He's the guy that took that horrible uh, pedigree from Triple H that like broke his body. You remember that? Uh, no. It's on YouTube. Everyone go look it up. It's like, just put like, worst pedigree ever or something like that. Is that seriously him? Yeah. That's hella random. Wow. All right. This is crazy. Like, that happened in 1996. So it's like 10 years, maybe even to the day. Who knows? <laughs> He's still jobbing. <laughs> Good thing Triple H was on Raw. <laughs> wow. But now we go backstage again where William Regal is getting out of the shower, followed by Vito, who isn't shy about dropping his towel. Luckily, they did blur some stuff out here. Vito laughs at Regal and asks if somebody shortchanged him. Uh, Regal then looks shocked while looking at Vito and asks if his father was a donkey. What the hell, man? More yeah. dick jokes. Uh, Regal runs out into the hallway. Jokes. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Vito's large Johnson just scared him so bad he had to run out into the hallway in his towel. And he's barely covering his junk, by the way. And he runs into a woman and some other stagehands. Teddy Long finally stops him and says that since he's got nothing better to do, he's putting him in a match tonight. Regal gets all indignant and storms off. So you were so freaked out by Vito's large Johnson that you just had to run out of the locker room naked. But now you're going to go back in there to get your gear. Okay. Yeah. Makes sorry, sense. What are, you, what are you missing? I'm sorry. Let me help you out here. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Let's move on to this next match. It's Mr. Kennedy. 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 Versus The Undertaker. This one went about 20 and a half minutes. So these guys get plenty of time. These two were uh, physically incapable of having a bad match together, in my opinion. In the end, Mr. Kennedy brings in the U.S. title, but The Undertaker takes him out. He picks up the U.S. title and thinks about it, and he blasts Kennedy in the face, getting disqualified. I will say that ending was kind of stupid and took down my rating a little bit. But Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I'm like, what the hell are you watching, dude? I gave it three and a half. Let's say you. I gave it two. I guess we're all over the map here. Wow. I didn't like so it you, that much. 
I thought the match itself was really damn good. I thought it got better and better as it went along. I can that, I can tell you they're going to have a way better match the next month on pay-per-view. But. Not in the archives. But, yeah, this, uh, I don't know. I really liked it, but the ending, man, it just, like, the Undertaker just looks like an idiot at that point. I, I don't know. I always hate that kind of stuff. Like, I'm so mad, I'm going to get disqualified, right, you know, and do something stupid right in front of the ref. Like, <laughs> wow, you're smart. But after the match, The Undertaker goozles referee Charles Robinson. Yeah, that's why he's he let- not the smart mark. He's the dumb one. Wow. <laughs> but he goozles referee Charles Robinson, you know, because it's his fault that he lost, not, you know, him being an well, idiot. Well, he did call the bell, didn't he? Yeah. I, 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 you know, technically, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then he lets him go before he turns and clotheslines Mr. Kennedy. Then he hits a tombstone on him. The Undertaker starts to leave, turns, and then comes back to tombstone Charles Robinson as well before hitting his pose in the ring. All right, then. But the play-up package for the next match shows that Chavo Guerrero turned on Rey Mysterio because Chavo says Rey is a leech living off of the Guerrero name. Not wrong. I, I was going to say, I mean, can we really disagree with him there i mean this is one of them where it's like the heel kind of has a point vicky seems to be on ray's side at first but then she eventually turns on ray as well saying that she's now chavo's new business manager cool so this is the start of vicky guerrero heel yay literally never look back right uh, but this match is Chavo Guerrero with Vicky Guerrero in his corner, taking on Rey Mysterio in a Falls Count Anywhere match. It went about 12 minutes. This was when Chavo, this, this was before Chavo had the uh, hair regrowth stuff. You could tell because he's getting hella thin on top. Well, These he two, did do a whole bunch of dye jobs on it a year before with the bleach, probably. So that didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure that uh, didn't do him any favors. Then he went to Bosley's and, you know, got his hair back. And now he's completely bald. So he must have just said, F it, I'm just going to shave. But these two really take advantage of this match style, brawling all around the arena and up into the sweaty marks even. JBL says, bro, what the hell? They got to look, bro. (laughs) That they do. This this comment, I was like, holy cow. JBL says that a fair fight is like a celibate priest. There's no such thing. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Guess we can rule him out being Catholic. Right. Uh, in the end, Mysterio hits a 619 around a railing in the crowd, and then he hits a cross, diving crossbody off of the railing for a pin. I gave it an even three stars. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter. What say you? Give it three this was really good. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was really good. Uh, so far, yeah, they'd only wrestle 27 more times after this. So you got to you know, take these in. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, man, Mysterio and anybody with the last name Guerrero must fight. God dang it. The Mexicans must fight, pal. Because he's living off their name. Well, and then when he was done with the Guerrero family, then he went moved on to Alberto Del Rio and. Uh, then Alberto became the, every Mexican must fight this guy. Everybody smaller than him was a Chihuahua. (laughs) Right. I must admit, 
I popped when he brought the Chihuahua out in the Rey Mysterio mask. That was funny. <laughs> and the cast. That was that was funny. Uh, but after the match, Rey Mysterio keeps beating up on Chavo until Vicky lays over Chavo to protect him. And she screams at Ray to go away. He finally leaves in anger. Up next here is a thrown together match on this card. It was William Regal taking on, well, the returning Chris Benoit. Which was spoiled, by the way, when you watch it live. I don't know if they, I didn't catch it on here, but before his music even hit, his damn Titan Tron was on the Tron for like 10 seconds. Wow, really? Yes. That's funny. But, yeah, this one went about, uh, this one went 11 minutes, 16 seconds. Uh, This was Chris Benoit's return to the ring after a five-month hiatus. They didn't say he was injured. I think he was just taking time off. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember timeline here. But Benoit trapped Regal's arms at one point and headbutts him until Regal gets busted open. Uh, that that might have been legit hard way, too. Uh, Benoit ends up bleeding from the mouth at one point. After fighting to get it locked in, Benoit eventually locks in uh, the Crippler crossface and makes Regal tap. This one, Uncle Dave gave three and three quarter stars. I gave it even three stars. It was really damn good. What say you? Oh, yeah, three. I just probably the best wrestling match of the night. Yeah, I feel like they could have went longer with it, too. I I remember there being talk in September that he was going to be the one to show up at CNA. I had a big sign. Oh, yeah. Ended up being angle. But I remember. So. Yeah, it was between right. it was between Angle, Jericho, and Benoit. Yeah, because I, I I do remember at that time the rumors flying around um about that because I was like, man, whoever it is, I'd love it. And I didn't I I honestly didn't believe either one. I was like, if it happens, awesome, but I don't see either one of them going to TNA. And I thought and, Jericho was a shoe in, but yeah, that's that's the only one I was surprised that he didn't go to TNA. Because I thought for sure he would have popped up at some point. But I remember nope. looking back at it, too. I'm like, man, if Benoit went there and did what he did, that company would be gone. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing the company would be known for after a while. Yep. Well, he went to TNA and, you know, and murdered people and then himself. I just like, don't yikes. think that company would have survived that. No, it would have been rough. Uh, I I'm assuming, by the way, around this time, he probably took time off because uh, Eddie hasn't been gone for that long. Uh, It's coming up on a year at this pay-per-view. Okay, yeah. So this is probably the first time he could really take some time off. In fact, it was this pay-per-view the year prior was Eddie's last pay-per-view match against Batista. Ah, wow. (sighs) That sucks, man. But crazy. What ifs? Oh, I know. Yeah, so many. Uh, there's a lot of what ifs in wrestling that just like blow your mind. But backstage, William Regal is exhaustedly explaining how bad his night was to an angry King Booker. I love how Booker switches back and forth, by the way, between his fake British accent and his real voice. <laughs> OK, it's not British. Oh, it's, I want to I want to be clever here. I just don't know what country is right. It was the same one that what's that actor's name that was in the last King. Oh, I think it's. 
Is last king of Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Was it Forrest Whitaker's? Yeah, it's Forrest yeah, Whitaker. Okay, so that's who it is. So it's not British. Well, well he's definitely it's it's definitely not a Scottish accent. He's doing his he's doing his well, best British, British either. I don't know what the hell it is, honestly, but I guess it's, it's supposed to be. <laughs> if if I had to if I had to pin it on something, it'd be like South African or or British. One of the two. Oh, that's Apollo Cruz now. Well, no, he's North African or West African. I don't know. What the hell ever. Was it Ghana? No, that's Kofi. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the geography. of it. All I know is South Africa has a lot of white British people in it. That's the only thing I know about Africa. And Egypt anyway. has pyramids. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, finally, Finley comes up and asks Regal what happened to him. He then tells Booker that he came for two things, to fight and to take Booker's world title. Booker shouts at Regal, saying it's that... It's technically he, one thing, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, it, you, it, could, it could be a package deal, I suppose. But Booker shouts at Regal, saying that he blames him for all of this. Then he slaps him. Regal then rears back and just slaps the piss out of Booker, putting him on his ass, and then walks off. Dude, I that slap. Like, I felt like I felt it. <laughs> I know, right? It's like he brought that freaking around town crack. Like, damn, dude. And you know he hits hard anyway. But that does it for uh, that right before the main event. I guess we should take our uh, final break. When we come back, we're going to dive into all things main event on No Mercy right after this. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. 
This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. In the locker room, Batista approaches Bobby Lashley to remind him that it's every man for himself out there tonight. And the name of the show is No Mercy. It's funny that all these years later, Bobby Lashley is still in the world title picture. Yep. But I mean, now he's actually been world champion. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody commented on Twitter, by the way. They're like, man, just freaking look at Lashley's entrance and, and, and everything. about it. He's like, you can't tell me he's not going to be world champion again. I mean, just God dang it. Look at him. Like, Very yeah. soon, I think. <laughs> when I think world champion, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Big E being world champion, I think is awesome. But man, just look at Bobby Lashley. Everything about him just screams I'm the world freaking champion. Yeah, I just, I, it's hard to uh, disagree, but I don't want to agree. Like when people point out, like, you know, you look at Lashley or Big E and you look at Roman, and, you know, and then you got Kenny Omega. I'm like, yeah, I can see your point. I just, <laughs> well, the, I mean, if they're talking like, uh, like their looks, uh, at least, I mean, Kenny looks like a dork, but at least he's like, you know, freaking shredded. I just mean like they're two huge men that can rip a tree trunk in half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and their styles are all very different too. It's like you got, and don't anybody at me, I'm not comparing them saying they're the same, but if, if you had to make a comparison, like Kenny Omega would be more like the Shawn Michaels style. Whereas, you know, Lashley and, uh, you know, Roman or whatever, more like the big man style, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's cool to have variety though. Cause all three of them are very different and it's like, you get something different on every channel and then you got Christian over an impact. So there's that. This one is King Booker with Queen Charmel in his corner, defending the WWE world's heavyweight title against Finley. Bobby Lashley and Batista in a fatal four way. It went just shy of 17 minutes. At I do remember po- going into this being like, I know who's going to win this. I honestly I don't know why, but I remember like when I'm watching it back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew in my head who was going to win this match. Did you think it was going to be Booker? Mm-hmm. I honestly thought like at the time, I, I want to say I, I was thinking it was going to be Lashley. I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to put the belt on him finally. And nope. But at one point, the, he wasn't called Hornswoggle yet. The little bastard gets involved in low blows. That's Bobby a real name. Lashley. Yep, he was just the little bastard. I remember even after they started calling him Hornswoggle, a friend of mine refused. And he he was like, nope, he'll always be the little bastard to me. <laughs> But he gets involved in low blows Lashley. As opposed before. to that big bastard, by the way. Yeah, right. Well, that's Finley. He's the big bastard. <laughs> I wouldn't call him that to his face, but, you know, whatever. I wouldn't call him that through a megaphone 10 miles away, but anyways. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even with his drop foot. 
Uh, but he passes Finley, the shillelagh, and Finley blasts Lashley with it. Uh, Booker ends up breaking up the pin. Batista ends up hit, uh, getting hit in the head with, by Lashley. He gets busted open pretty badly. Uh, Batista must bleed, pal. Ah, damn it. What is it with muscular and bloody? What is it with people who were in evolution? You just got to bleed, man. But in the end, Batista hits a Batista bomb on Finley. Lashley spears the piss out of of, uh, Batista. And Booker crawls into a pin on Finley to retain the world title. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three as well. It wasn't, again, it was one of them. It wasn't amazing. It didn't blow blow me away, but it was... Really good for a fatal four way. I think they worked it great. Uh, everybody got their time in. Even got to throw in the little bastard at one point. So, yeah, there you go. And Booker came out looking like the chicken crap heel because he didn't actually win. He just kind of survived. So it had all the uh, components of a good main event here. But that does it for the show. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to tell you what the final ratings are and hype what is to come in the month of October here on the podcast. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash main event marks podcast now back to the show all right we are back we're back final ratings time i like this show more than a lot of people imdb only rated this 6.2 out of 10 cagematch.net gave it a 5.82 out of 10 i gave it an 8 out of 10 for uh, B. What say you? I give it a B minus. I didn't love this show. It was really good. I mean, besides the MVP match, I I loved every match on the show. Thought it was well above average. Uh, so yeah, that match was not meant to be anything though. Right. Yeah. So and and it was really short. So it's not like it was you know taking a bunch of time away. The only thing I could have done without was the whole Miz segment with Big Dick Johnson. That was freaking stupid but 
other than that, it's damn good, man. But all right, that's uh, WWE No Mercy 2006. Let us know on social media, by the way, what you guys thought of the event. Because uh, I honestly want to know, is it just Greg and I who liked it, or did you guys like it too? Yeah, I mean, I remember loving it when it aired, so I had to go yeah. back and watch and remind myself why I loved it, but yeah. Yep, yeah, it was uh, it was a good watch, man. It was, it was one of them where at the end of it, I wasn't like, oh, God, I had to sit through that. Uh, speaking of that, though... <laughs> Uh, not to scare you guys off, but I mean, hey, it is October, time for scary things. Next week, October 13th, we are bringing you WCW Halloween Havoc 1991. It's the 30-year anniversary, man. And this one opens up with the infamous Chamber of Horrors match where somebody gets electrocuted. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And the main event... though yeah right yeah you gotta wait and listen and uh and the main event is lex luger defending the wcw title against ron simmons and boy did yeah i'm I'm sure jr had a a field day with that one because he comes out in his florida state colors and and he you know he's has a promo beforehand where he's talking about his his uh football days at florida state so yeah man i remember there being some and at the time I don't remember. I mean, watching it build up, but not when I was a kid. But looking back at it, there was a lot of racial overtones in this, too. Huh. Yeah. Ah, uh, we'll have to talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, this. Uh, I don't know. The event. Uh, it was just weird, man. And we'll talk about it more next week. But it's just like it was definitely a Jim Hurd show. But the week after that, we are covering TNA Bound for Glory 2006 for the 15-year anniversary. Talked about it earlier in the show. That uh, That's a big one headlined by Sting and Jeff Jarrett with Kurt Angle as a special guest enforcer in the NWA title match. That's also double main event week with uh, our bonus show for the month. But we haven't picked that yet. You and I will have to talk about that off air, figure out what we're going to do. And we're wrapping up the month on October 27th with our second and final Halloween Havoc of the Month. For the 25th anniversary, it's WCW Halloween Havoc 1996. That one is headlined by Hogan and Savage and Hogan's effing spiked hair. (sighs) Can you remember anything else off the top of your head about that show other than that? A lot of it, but I'll save it. Yeah, I know Rey Mysterio's on the show, and whenever I see Rey Mysterio on a show around this era, I get excited, because he always does good stuff. But, all right, man, well, thank you for being with me here today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week for Halloween Havoc 1991. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 